Hello, welcome back to another episode. We're excited about this podcast. We're going to talk about crying. If you like our content, don't forget to follow. Send it to people who you think might benefit. That's how we spread. That's how we grow. Without further ado, let's take a big, deep inhale. Here again with my father. Hello, hello, Sean. I feel like I've said that so many times, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the game. So today we're going to talk about crying. I uh, about what crime? Crying. Crying. Today we're going to talk about crying. Tears. Tears. Water. Water from your eyes. Emotions. Personally, I cry a lot, and uh, I used to try to hide it from the world. I was just I get emotional during movies. If I'm in a fight with someone I love, I'm just I'm crying all the time. Like if I see something that touches me, I cry. Through my years, I've learned that there's a lot of benefit to crying and I embrace it more. And I can even feel now it's almost like a release for me. Like if I haven't cried in a while, I can feel that I need to cry. I need a good cry. I have friends and I've talked to people who haven't cried in years. They just they're like, I can't cry. To me, I'm like, I feel like something's stuck. There's there's like a What, what do you think crying is? an expression of sadness or you only cry when you're sad or i guess i cry when i'm happy or like um during movies so what do you think the crying is it's what it's an expression of some deep emotion it feels like it's coming from a deep place so i think crying is an expression of deep emotions it's being very connected and very close to your emotions and feelings it's beautiful hmm you are very connected to your emotions and feelings. So you can cry. You see a movie, you cry. Something happened with a family member or a close friend. You feel tearing up. They're saying living your life fully is looking at a tree and seeing the leaf falling off the tree and crying, having this emotional reaction. Because like, the cause, leaf yeah, fell off the tree. It's just so beautiful, the beauty of life. Crying at the small, minute details. Like really the, seeing beauty the beauty of life. I mean, this... I feel like we cry because of love. And even if you're crying because you feel like you, it's because of anger, you're angry about something. Mm-hmm. Angry not being seen, angry not being noticed, yeah. angry about being misunderstood, angry about someone doing something to you that didn't feel fair, but it's underneath all that. It's love. We cry because of love, usually. We cry in funeral because we lost someone we love. Right. Well, that's what I wanted to say. What are all the reasons that we would cry? We cry if we break up with someone we love and you're really hurting. You cry tears of like loss or sadness. So we cry because of a loss. If you get really happy and elated, sometimes people cry tears of joy. Yes. People if, cry in weddings a lot. People cry in weddings because it's so beautiful. Weddings, you know, they always look at the father and mother and they're emotional. Yeah. Why? I mean, it's not a sad moment. Yeah. Maybe it's some sadness about uh, the kids moving on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also happiness about the kids moving on. <laughs> Another time you cry, like you said, crying tears of anger when people get so overwhelmed. They cry tears of frustration. You just had it. Nothing's working your way. And you're like, you almost want to give up. So you just, you cry. Crying is, if, if, we, look at, if we look at our emotions as, as just energies, Crying is a really true, authentic place for us to express our emotions. And we really feel it truly from our heart, from our entire body. It's released from a very deep place. It's not just in our head. So let's just say that it's not a heady thing. It's a very body thing. Mm. It's usually you feel this release coming from the lungs and mm-hmm. from the diaphragm or from the stomach or from the body. You know, just, people have this convulsion kind of a feeling. Mm-hmm. And there are different kinds of cries. You cry where you release a lot of trauma will be very wavy, very deep, like you know, coming from the gut. 
and cries that are more loving are coming in from the heart and the chest. Mm. So you need to pay attention to what kind of cry. Like there a is. heavy wailing cry or like a soft sob. Yeah, and there's a different kind of releases, different kind of emotional release. And you can feel after like a really, really intense cry. You feel sometimes amazing. you feel really good. Not like, sometimes. Yeah, you feel light and your body is the release. Almost, uh, yeah, it feels you re- like you, you've got you, a massage kind of. Exactly, you release a lot of tension in the body. It's a place of tension. That gets to be released, and actually, if you allow it to, re- to allow yourself to release that, it feels really wonderful. Yeah, it feels orgasmic. Right, actually, it it's does. like a body orgasm. It's a release, and that's why I think now I've, you know, I've kind of accepted how sensitive I am and how much I cry. That I kind of like crave it sometimes. Like I can feel when I'm pent up because there's this feeling in my body, like stuff starting to build up, and I almost need to hit that safety valve and cry and release it. And it's usually like I'm triggered a little easier through movies or stuff i'm like wow i'm very like sensitive to right you emotions. already you put it loaded up yeah and it's touching something in you yeah that's reminding you of what you loaded up about and now the emotions just can't wait to release that valve and so the movie was just um, a little bit of a poking that right. balloon and it's trying to like yeah explode because i have to give a speech at a wedding and i know i'm gonna cry so i'm actually gonna try to cry the night before so that i i don't like get stuck crying i mean it's cool to cry during the speech, but like I want to be able to talk. And sometimes when I cry, I like can't even talk if I have a lot built up. So I'm almost going to cry the night before so that I'm good. Is that ridiculous? <laughs> I don't know. That's your strategy. I'm not judging it. I'm just thinking it's okay to start the speech and maybe stop a minute to cry and continue the speech as long as you yeah. don't need to take over. Well, you... that's the problem. If I have too much energy inside me, like my mm-hmm. throat will close up. And that's mm-hmm. actually an interesting segue because when I was kind of ashamed of how much I used to cry growing up, I would really try to hold it back and my throat would close up when I was really emotional and like I was crying, but I needed to talk to someone and there'd be moments I can remember where like I really couldn't even get words out. Like my throat was so tight and like through the years of kind of softening up, letting go, accepting myself more and like becoming more okay with crying, I've let go of that piece where like I don't get as choked up. I can cry and still talk versus before when crying was like, I can't do anything. I'm out. But it reminds me actually, Sean, about a conversation I had with you. I think you were in high school and you were talking to me about crying. And I said, what's wrong with crying? He said, well, I'm not supposed to cry. Men are not supposed to cry. And Raymond looked down at you if you cry. And I said to you, I completely disagree. I'm inviting you to be more with your emotions and feel comfortable crying because the right woman that really cares for you and love you would love that mm-hmm. about you. I remember that. Yeah. And we had a big hug about it. And both <laughs> kind probably of t- cried. teared up. <laughs> we both cried a little bit. And, and you, you really appreciated kind of the permission. Yeah. I give you permission. Knowing you and the f- way that you operate in the world and that you're close to your emotions, it's a wonderful thing. I think that's what people really appreciate about you. You're real and you're true and you there's a lot of truth coming out of you. And sometimes it comes with tears, which is, mm-hmm. did you lose anything by crying? No, I think my life definitely got better. I got closer to people. I got more true to myself. I'll say the the tough moments have been when I was dating earlier this year. I'd go on dates with girls and like I'm pretty open about that because I want to see if a woman can like hold me in that space. And I was on a date with a, a girl and I said like, yeah, I cry a lot, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, suck it up, sissy. Like there's no, there's no need for that. I hate when guys cry around me. And like right there, I knew we weren't going to be a good fit. Like basically the date was over. And I I could just see the rest of the date, like her tendencies really aligned with that notion of holding in your emotions. Don't show stuff like her seeing me cry would make her uncomfortable because that's a lot of emotion for her to be around. Yeah, she was playing a poker game with you and you wanted the connection. 
And I was like, I can't. If you aren't okay with that, that says a lot to me about your just philosophy on emotions and stuff like that. And like, even if you don't cry a lot, it, there's a difference between being really uncomfortable around people who cry versus like, oh, accepting someone who cries. Like, I can't really cry or I don't really cry that much. So I think if you okay with someone cries next to you, that means that you've done your work and you it doesn't make you uncomfortable. It's not awkward for you. Yeah. You don't want to be awkward. You want it to be natural. I think crying is very natural. It's really horrible in our society that it became this kind of a woman can cry, a man can cry. It's such nonsense, such nonsense. Yeah. I feel like it's a power. It's power. You're in your, you're in your emotions. You feel yourself. You feel honest. Mm -hmm. You feel truthful and tears come up and it's a wonderful thing. And I feel like if someone can be with me there... He's not my friend mm -hmm. and he doesn't see me. That's their problem. It's not my problem. And you know, when you cry and you communicate something really hard to someone, it brings a lot of vulnerability to the conversation that really like creates this openness. If you're having a disagreement with a friend and you tell them like really directly, like you did this and it made me feel like that and it was like very upsetting and it's this and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes that person will close up. It's hard for them to kind of hear you because there's just so much charge. I found that when I'm talking to someone about something tough like that, I start crying when we talk about it. It brings this vulnerability. Well, what you're talking about is nonviolent communication. The first example you described was telling someone you're doing this, you're doing that, you're like this, you're like that. It's very hard for anybody to hear. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about your own experience, when you did that, I felt like this, I felt like that, and that brings some tears up to you. That's very hard mm -hmm. not to pay attention to mm -hmm. if they care for you, right? So you're describing your experience and you have the emotional response to that experience. And that's very powerful. And I feel that this is powerful to just attack someone and for someone to say, you know, to close up. That's not powerful. That's actually protective. It's all about safety and people don't want to protect, they want to protect their heart. They don't want to show this, their feelings. They're playing a poker game. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to play a poker game, then go ahead, play a poker game. I don't know how many friends, true friends you'll have. I don't want to play a poker game. Play open hand poker. I Here's want to play open cards. hand. Yes, there's all my cards are on the table. This is how I look like when I'm sad. This is what happens to me. Can you be with that? This is yeah. too much for you that I'm sensitive? Then okay, maybe you can be my friend, but I'm very sensitive. What you did there was hard for me to be with and it touched me and I felt unseen. I felt uh, disappointed. I felt insulted and whatever that is, it's just, just show yourself and uh, say why, why you're sad about what happened. The true friend of yours We'll love that. I love that poker example because at poker, you're playing against the players at the table. It kind of shifts it when you're saying like open hand poker. Instead of you versus me, it's kind of us against this, this issue between us. So it kind of like puts you on the same team. You know what I mean? Exactly. Instead of like poker where you're playing against each other, it's almost like blackjack. You're playing against the house. Something happened. Yeah. Something happened. Let's say that's the house. Yeah. It's like what... How do we solve that something? Yeah. Is it going to be a point of division between us? Or are we going to be able to come together and take this thing on together and strengthen our relationship? And that's why adding that vulnerability is like a non-aggressive communication style to help kind of bring you closer to get over that stuff. Right. And I feel like it's necessary and needed in the world in a deep way. I'm doing it with some tough guys and it works. Yeah. You know, I have some friends and I'm not exactly in therapy or not exactly in um, any way of inner looking on, on themselves at all. And I'm able to have those conversations and I bring in my vulnerability to the place. Yeah. Because I learned that my vulnerability is very powerful. Mm -hmm. And that what I've done before that, which was 
being always right and trying to put to, to defend my rightness mm-hmm. and more aggressive and more aggressive that was more like protecting my heart and not yeah. now I'm like you know that was really hurtful and I actually noticed I hurt you and that didn't feel good so can we talk about it how can we resolve it there's something really special there you're basically saying that the alternative to crying is being more aggressive and that is kind of like putting your spears out because you're trying to protect yourself exactly and what what I think I realized was like I didn't need the spears out and I put the spears down and it felt really, it, I felt vulnerable and, and prone to attack and hurt. But I realized like once I trusted that I'd be okay, you almost realize like you can't get hurt. Once exactly. you believe yourself, like exactly. you're immune, you're exactly. invincible. You're hitting on the head. You're hitting the nail on the head. Once you let the defenses down and realize it's all an experience and you can't get hurt because you do it because you, you, you like doing whatever you're doing and you're willing to hear whatever comes out from someone else, then you, 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 know, you don't want to hurt people around you, right? So you're going to hear whatever they need to say. You don't want to be walking in the world full of fear, so you come to terms with what you're afraid of, and you let it go, and you open up mm. to a place of not vulnerability. You know, open uh, vulnerability. This reminds me of when people used to say, Sean, I want to tell you something like, you know, when like someone's upset at you or has to tell you something kind of difficult, hey, we should talk. My stomach used to drop and I'd be like, oh, damn, okay. What did, is, what did I do now? What did I do? Here we go. And like when I started accepting my vulnerability more and crying more and just it happened last week and I was just thinking about this where someone's like, hey, we really should talk. I could tell like something happened. I don't know what it was in that moment, but something happened. I might have done something wrong to hurt this person. It kind of felt like this person's upset at me and they're about to tell me. And instead of my stomach dropping, I just knew everything was going to be okay Mm -hmm. because I knew I had the strength and the openness and the vulnerability to sit there and hear what they had to say. And I knew I loved them. So we were going to get through it. It wasn't like do or die. And I remember thinking like, wow, my stomach used to drop really intensely in those moments. And I'm totally fine now. They told me what it was. It was nothing. It was really light. Do you know why, Sean? Why? Because you love yourself. (laughs) And because you accept yourself for who you are, and because you trust that. Because if you love yourself and accept yourself for who you are, you know that you have the best intentions of being in, in relationships, and you do what it takes within reason to fix it. When you don't love yourself, when you're not sure of yourself, you're like, oh, I screwed up, I fucked up, this part came out, oh my God, they now hate me. No, you, you say, okay, I made a mistake, we can move on. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I didn't realize I did that. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. That's years of therapy. I mean, I used to, I had to do so many exercises with my therapist where he, he would be like, yo, do this and that and you did this and that i still love you you do this and that you do this and that they're still gonna love you and it was like practicing every day and then it comes into play when these you know conversations these tough conversations happen and in the past it'd be like oh they don't love me anymore and now i'm like i've had a lot of practice i'm like they're gonna love me because i love them and i love me and there's like the love is not in question the love is solid the foundation is is safe and we can move on, we can go through the tough stuff, but we're good. That's beautiful because I always say relationship is about establishing a strong foundation and a lot of stuff can happen on top of those foundations. Mm-hmm. Disagreements, dramas, misunderstandings, but this foundation is there. We come back to love and therefore we can have that dance on top of that floor. <laughs> but we, we first and foremost, we know that we come back to love. You know, it happens to you and I sometimes, yeah. but we know that, that we're solid we're good. and we'll fix whatever. Right. Well, you didn't see me here I didn't see you there that was missed okay I'm sorry right. let's come back to we know what we have and yeah. not, that was not in question mm-hmm. so let's wrap up I mean what I'm hearing here is it almost sounds like everyone has a sensitive side 
there's maybe people have different connections to their sensitive side or like people's sensitive sides can take a bigger role in their lives. I actually would like to say the bigger the protection, the more sensitive they are. Yeah, actually. the more sensitive. The bigger the wall they build, the thicker the fortress around the heart, the heart. more precious the heart is. Yeah, it's true. And so crying, we were talking about the beginning, crying is kind of a way for us to release this really deep emotion. And when you can't release that deep emotion, it kind of builds up. That's opening those walls. Right. That's letting the walls down. Yeah. Opening a huge gate in the walls and this flood gate comes out and open and everything, all the emotions come out. That's good. It's healthy. And the reason why people have trouble opening those walls up, like people have trouble letting all that deep emotion out is because there's a little bit of lack of trust. There's a protection there. Well, they got hurt before when they've done it. They got hurt. And this usually happened because when they've done it in the past, when they open up like that, they got hurt. And so they're trying to protect themselves. Absolutely. It's like they they open up, they were sensitive, and people just didn't see them. They stepped on them. And so the more they try to protect themselves, it's almost like the more they reinforce that outer layer, that thicker it becomes, and the, the wider the disconnect becomes between their emotions, the ability to cry, and where they are right there, like in their life. And so working away at that outside layer comes with a lot of just believing in yourself and trusting. Like you can put those spears down that we have that are supposed to protect us and trust that the world will embrace you and love you and accept you for who you are when you really show them. And if someone doesn't, then it's okay because you are in your truth. So at the end of the day, you want to know that you lived in your truth and you were open to the world. Do you want to add anything on that before we say bye? You want to cry together? <laughs> I was. I felt like one of us might cry on this podcast, but I'm surprised that we did. Neither of us did. Uh, I want to say, crying has bad rap. Crying is wonderful. It's a beautiful expression of emotions. It's healthy. It's releasing. It's good for the immune system. It's good for stress control. It is great for connection with people. Don't be afraid to show your heart. Mm. I love that. Don't be afraid to show your heart. Go through a week with vulnerability. Show people who you really are. And if you feel the urge to cry, then let those tears out. Amen.